0: Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady. I'm here with co-host Lou Weiss. We're doing a live broadcast with Anthony Nieves, who is the committee chair for the Institute for Supply Management's Services Report on Business. We do that every month like we do the Manufacturing Report on Business. And Anthony, I'm hard-pressed to find bad news in your report.
1: Well, it definitely uh, has some really good indexes, uh, the readings, that is, and uh, looking at that composite index last month uh, in contraction territory, 49.2, can't beat it, jumped up six percentage points to 55.2. So overall, you're right. I mean, there's some, we can go down the list uh, of, of indexes and yes, there's some that we could see some improvement in, but overall, this is a really good report, uh, kind of uh, accelerated my thought process as far as uh, thinking when we would see the uh, uh, rebound from uh, last month's reading. So uh, yeah, definitely a, definitely ahead of the pace here.
2: And it also seems as though that it, uh, it beat all projections of what was expected.
1: Yes, I think that, you know, it's interesting. Last month, uh, I don't think the analysts really hit this report on the services side. Every time they have expectations. It seems to never really get even close to what comes in on the readings. (laughs) And, you know, I understand it because I look at the report and I look at the data every month uh, in detail. And sometimes I don't have any real strong idea of where it might show up. I know that last month when we spoke, I said that I didn't believe we would be in contraction territory for any length of time. And uh, I thought maybe in one more month, if not, uh, we would come out uh, this month, which we did, I'm just surprised at the uh, the strength and the new orders and the business activity that we see this month.
2: Really amazing, really amazing. So, if there's a if there's going to be a recession, uh, is it hard, soft, non-existent, a myth? I mean, what's the story?
1: Well, we we know what what uh, the what's the category for recession. We know that it's. Uh, contraction of the economy, high inflation, high unemployment. Uh, Right now, the only thing we're really combating is that inflation piece. And, um, you know, the interest rates where they are today, and and the Fed continues to raise those rates to stave off inflation. Um, I see pricing moderating a bit, Uh, even though it's still at 67.8. It's a high reading. Fuel prices have come down Certain commodity prices have come down, there's still others that we know of that continue to be high in price and short supply. But I think once the continuity of supply improves in some of those areas, uh, that'll help to uh, bring the pricing down even further.
2: The Federal Reserve is probably not real happy with this. uh, type of report, yours as well as others, uh, because they want to see people get fired. So the prices go down because they don't so they don't have money to buy things. And
1: meanwhile, it's going up. It is, uh, you know, you have to look at it this way, though, that wage pressure that we we're seeing strong wage pressure in the past, it's starting to um, level off a little bit there as well. But Again, we mentioned the jobs report, uh, 518,000 jobs, unemployment rate of 3.5% for the month, 3.4%. Our index shows the employment unchanged month over month. And I'll explain that. Um, And the reason why it's unchanged is we're looking at all 18 industries and what their jobs or what their employment was month over month. So we're not just taking into consideration the number of jobs added. So when you look at those 18 industries, two of the top five are, we know for a fact, have had either you know, sideways or lost jobs. And that was in the technology arena information. They're number five. And real estate, rental, and leasing hasn't been adding any new jobs. And they're number one contributor to GDP. Healthcare is number four, but they added jobs. Accommodation and food services or as they uh, categorize in the job report, as uh, Uh, Was it hospitality and travel leisure? Um, They added jobs as well. And that's more to do with people frequenting establishments more. It's opened up a lot more since the uh, conclusion of the pandemic.
0: Anthony, I'm just wondering, you mentioned real estate. Uh, We jumped from 49 to 55. What sub-indexes came out so strong that we moved that quickly into the plus 50 range?
1: Well, it's it's the business activity and, and the new orders, both at 60.4, same exact reading, right? So I actually had to look at that number twice to make sure I wasn't transposing it. Uh, <laughs> it's not too often you see the indexes come in exactly the same like that. And asking our respondents, um, or I should say our respondents told us in their comments that some of it is carryover from uh, 2022, as they had some projects that they didn't get to in twenty. 20- Uh, 22, so they're now in 2023. Uh, Also, that they're busier from getting ready for the holidays. During the holiday time of December, things kind of slow down. People are back from vacation. They're starting to get into the full swing of things, and that's where we've seen some of this uptick come from.
0: Yeah, it's clearly incredibly strong. Now, these uh, 60 readings, uh, business activity and new orders, was that pretty much across the board are all 18 industries experiencing some activity or are there a couple that are still soft
1: well there are a couple still soft i mean when you look through the report itself and you see which industries are reflecting growth in the business activity there're 12 out of the 18 industries there's four industries with a decrease uh, transportation and warehousing mining retail trade and information well retail trade we know always gets that lull post holiday Information for sure, uh, as we see with all the layoffs they're going through, and it's a, it is a correction. I think uh, Lou mentioned that earlier. Uh, it's more of a correction and adjustment. I think business has changed a bit, you know, from the online business that we saw during the pandemic to now. There's more customer-facing activity, so I think that's uh, people aren't buying online as much, and technology is kind of they were they were a little top-heavy to begin with. I mean, you'll have to look at a few of the headline companies to see what they're going through on their uh, staff reductions.
0: Anthony, the employment situation with five hundred seventeen, five hundred eighteen thousand new jobs in January, um, manufacturing only accounted for 19,000 of those. Uh, do you know what other industry segments in your grouping accounted for large increases in employment?
1: Well, in order, uh, mining, agriculture, forestry, fishing, and hunting. Uh, You got uh, accommodation and food services, utilities, wholesale trade, educational services, and public administration. Uh, Leading the way on the decrease, finance, insurance, real estate, rental, and leasing. So, you know, those are the the particular areas uh, from what our respondents are telling us.
0: Mining—that's interesting. That's always one that we have some fun with because it's uh, kind of an odd duck in the services industry. But we understand that they're not manufacturing iron ore; they're harvesting iron ore. So I'm surprised to see that employment picture so positive.
1: Well, yeah, and and when you look at it, you know, you mentioned earlier about the manufacturing adding what 19,000 jobs, right? And in, in looking at that compared to the employment picture in the services industry and the over 80% contribution, the GDP that come from services, and it's a more labor intensive environment than what you see on the manufacturing side. So 19,000, I mean, Lou would have better insight to, uh, in that regard than me, but that seems huge for, for huge. that particular
2: space. Huge, huge. You know, if you see three, four 5,000 in a particular month, and then you see 19,000, that's like a whole quarter.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, good strength in manufacturing. So in the services side, we we'll often talk about imports and exports, and that's usually the exchange of information, not hard goods. What are those readings coming in at in this report?
1: Well, when you look at, um... Informi- um, imports came in at 53, up 0.3 percentage points. Exports, that went up 11.3 percent to 59. Now, I think that one of the uh, areas that we see a little bit of fall off, but, but one of the big importers we know is in the retail side, right? Uh, or exporters, I should say. Export on the retail side also the uh, knowledge management piece, the uh, management of companies and support services, professional, scientific, technical services, those those areas. On the import side, it's interesting that uh, I had a question posed to me earlier today about, well, with the situation in China, how is that affecting imports? Well, we still get many goods from overseas. And it's just a matter of developing alternate supply routes was what these supply managers have been doing over the course of the last three-plus years, even prior to the pandemic. With the uh, impending trade war and, and everything else that was going on, they were looking at moving uh, distribution manufacturing to different countries. And, and so that has not really impacted as much. There's been some more reshoring, but not, not in the big way that uh, based on what, you know, what we produce here locally. Or domestically, I should say.
0: I see that we're importing a Chinese balloon at high
1: altitude at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I read that. that. I didn't get too much into
2: it. (laughs) We don't shoot it down
1: soon. (laughs) That's what everyone keeps saying. I keep seeing that come across Is who's going to shoot that thing down.
0: We need to harvest the technology and find out what they got from us. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, what are your respondents saying? You know, this is a pretty positive bump in the service society.
1: Well, I, I liked uh, the comments that we extrapolated from the panelists. And um, here's one from uh, Accommodation and Food Services. Raw material availability and lead times have improved, but still pose a challenge. In our outlook, we are positive about growth. Consumer confidence is returning, and people are more willing to spend money on luxury items. So we're seeing not just on tangible goods, but also experiences is where people are spending money. That's where the hospitality industry is benefiting from that. Um, People are traveling, they're taking vacation. Uh, So that's improving um, um, the spend out there, per se. Another comment that came in uh, from, uh, this is from agriculture, forestry, fishing, and hunting. Generally business is strong. Limitations in such areas as labor and packaging keep sales from exceeding expectations. So our respondents have a very good handle on on what's going on, not only in their enterprise, but the uh, other companies that they deal with in the supply chain. And so it's interesting that when going through all the different comments that come out from them and seeing how it really correlates directly back to what we see as the economic picture. So,
2: uh, just to uh, to one of your points about uh, uh, the number for January being perhaps a bit of a leftover from uh, last year, uh, what does that uh, say for the next two months? Uh, from your, in your opinion, for the first quarter of 2023, is this? Is there still gonna be spillover or is there uh, going to be continued strength? Um, I have my own opinion, but I'd like to hear yours first. Then I'll I'll disagree with
1: you. This will definitely be my opinion, or I should say my projection based on looking at the uh, respondents comments, as well as looking at the semiannual report that we went through in December. Uh, we released that here on the show as well, and um, the interesting thing is, I felt that last month when we had the contraction, uh, and I mentioned this previously, is that it was going to be just a short-term situation. I didn't realize it would be this short-term. Right? <laughs> and you know, coming in in the mid-fifties, buoyed by the strength in business activity and new orders, that's the pipeline. If the pipeline or the lead pipeline for this is not as long of a cycle time as you see in manufacturing. It's more demand pull. So I believe that we'll still come in uh, north of 50 in the next few months. And going back and drawing off of the semi-annual release, what our respondents told us, they felt that the second half of 2023 was gonna be better than the first half. So I believe once we see uh, this true leveling off of inflation, which I believe is happening, and that interest rates start coming down a bit Hopefully, we don't experience uh, more job loss out there uh, because that's, that's what you know, we need the people working to spend. But it's contrary to, as you pointed out, Lou, it's so, so true. The Fed would like to see those job cuts. It helps them in their ability to stave off inflation as well. But uh, you know, I hope we don't get to that point. I'd like the best of all worlds. That's just me. I'm a little selfish in that sense.
2: Maybe next month we'll see if we can get James Powell, uh, Jerome Powell, on the show, and we can argue with him about the the, the thinking process of firing people
1: t- to do away with inflation. Yeah, I mean that's just. I think they're looking at it more as one of the variables that comes into play. I, I you know, I know those folks over there very well, and they certainly like to see everybody still working, but uh, it's just a tough job, and and you know it's. I don't pinpoint it on the chair himself. He's got a whole board of governors that he has to contend with from across the country. And you know they're, they definitely have a bunch of statisticians and researchers and everything else uh, to try and make the best decisions they can. And it's a tough time. I mean, I wouldn't want to have that job uh, and have to answer to the wrath of Lou by any <laughs> stretch.
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting because the Fed has one tool, interest rates. So they have a hammer, so everything has to be a nail, and it affects business lending, it affects mortgage rates, it affects credit card rates immediately. But labor, probably six or nine months down the road, my concern is they're gonna raise rates in the short term and come Q3, they could kill off a recovery because that's when it begins to hit.
1: Uh, Yes, you're so right, I think that you know when we look at what the responsibility of the fed is and and like you said they have that tool i mean they they pretty much have monetary policy right and interest rates and they try to manage the employment picture i mean they want to keep unemployment low but again it's contrary to what has to happen in certain instances in order to stave off the inflation so it seems counterintuitive but again they're just going off of history i guess but For me, like I said, I'm glad I'm not in that position. (laughs) There's an interesting thing
2: that's evolving um, over the last couple of months um, in New Jersey, as well as in New York. I don't know about other places. I know Florida, they don't do this yet. And that is, they call it the non-cash fee on your restaurant bills. They don't call it an interest charge, they call it a non-cash fee. So to give you an example, last night I went out for dinner with my wife and I was charged $3, uh, 3 3.99% on my restaurant bill because I used a credit card. And uh, I think this, this new thing that's evolving is going to hurt the restaurant business. And I had a long conversation with the owner of the restaurant. And I said, you know, this, this is not fair to you, not fair to your customers. And if the, in, the, the, the credit card companies are raking it in because they still charge the restaurant the two, two and a half, three 3% plus 4% for the customer to use their card. Yes. So I, have
1: you heard about this in, in your side of the world? Uh, no, I have not. Um, I will say this: I, I remember we had this conversation briefly last month. I think we did it offline, though. Yeah. Uh We didn't do it on the show. And you know, it's tough um, that that rate that's in there for the credit card processing, for sure. And I think that you know, how do you make it palatable? I mean, you, you, the cost—there's so, no free lunch out there, so to speak. Not the pun on words, but there's no free lunch, and so. There's a cost associated with that. And do you build it into the menu pricing and say the heck with it? Or do you do it as a, I know you brought that up last time, Lou, but the other thing is, do we say, hey, you get a discount if you pay cash. So here's your rate. And maybe you do it as a discount versus a cash fee add-on. I don't know, but- You're just an optimistic guy to come up with that as a discount. You know, that's how they did it in the gas stations for years. Think about it. You go to the pump, and you look at it. Here's your credit card price, and here's your cash price. You're getting a discount for paying cash. Who carries cash anymore like that? Right. <laughs> you know, I hardly carry any cash. It used to be back in the day. You you know, you'd have a bunch of cash in your wallet or whatever. And I never had it in my wallet because I am from back east, Lou. You don't walk around with money in your wallet. You put it somewhere else. That's right. right. In your sock, <laughs> your shoe. But um, it was always this you know discounted uh, price for cash. Uh, at the pumps and and so now and nowadays if I walk around with you know, I never have more than a hundred dollars on me in cash at any given time.
0: Anthony I'm curious about transportation, you know, we talked about that all through 2022 parts of 2021 as we came out of the pandemic with all that pent up demand. The transportation got crushed, <laughs> tried to get trucks and chassis trailers. Uh, Then they lost labor in China to load ships. And now it has changed course. It sounds like transportation would like to have a lot more loads.
1: Yeah, it seems that way. But, you know, again, it varies by the industries and the companies out there. You know, we, we we had 10 industries with growth, right, on the composite index. But you look at on the decrease side from the composite, it is, uh, you got transportation and warehousing leading that charge. So they're kind of coming back down a bit. And again, I think they'll catch up in the next upcoming months because part of that has to do with, again, uh, we see new orders and business activity picking up from the uh, post-holiday. It's going to take a bit because again, they're measuring change month over month. So they had such a decent time leading into the holidays, so then it's kind of waned a little bit post-holiday. They're more in line historically with what we've seen coming out of the services sector. I I said this this morning that the last four years has kind of been so different from what we've seen in previous years as far as the trends go. We had that trade war right before the pandemic, then you had the pandemic, as you mentioned, all that pent-up demand coming out of it, and so it's been hard to pinpoint what we've seen in the trends is in the past where we knew going into the holiday that last quarter, the beginning and first part of that last quarter was always strong. It kind of leveled off in December. Post uh, holiday, the beginning of January always slowed down a little bit. And we saw it pick up at the end of January carrying over into February. Look at the January Mm -hmm. numbers here, so Mm -hmm. strong. And yet December was, everyone looked at it. So, oh my gosh, they contracted. What happened? Mm -hmm. So again, you know, not to drone on, but I think that um, they'll be right back in the thick of things when when we get to this, uh, for the first quarter here of
0: 2023. Anthony, uh, the retail sector, just a quick question as we kind of wrap up here. Did they have a better year in 2022 for the holiday season?
1: Yeah, you know we don't measure that, but that's that's a great question because I think that from what I remember reading, with the respondents saying is that it may not have been as good as the prior year uh, in certain industries. I should say certain companies within the retail industry, but overall, it wasn't you know an unsuccessful um, holiday season. Holiday season, just like you know you have to compare it. Is it are you going at 2020, 2021, 2022? Um, yeah, it's been building up, but was it as good as it was prior to the pandemic? No. But it's still, it was definitely uh, uh, going in the positive direction.
2: Well, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, February and March. Uh, typically in the manufacturing side and our company, All Metals and Forge Group, uh, it comes January 15th to 20th, things start really picking up. And February and, and March typically are very strong months. And uh, the, uh, the uh, machine tool manufacturers, they were coming on stronger, even though they did have some dips uh, near the end of the year. But I think going forward, that we we're facing some good times. And if there is gonna be, quote unquote, the recession, it might just be a blip on somebody's uh, iPad.
0: It could be. Uh, Anthony, thanks for joining us. I'm sorry we don't have more time, but we love going into the detail of these reports with you and the Institute for Supply Management. Thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you for having me on the show. We'll talk next month. You betcha. Keep keep thank up the good work.
0: And thank you for everyone who's joining us. To watch and listen to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Bye for now.
2: Bye-bye. Take care, Tim. You too, Lou.